Welcome to The Jesus Follower, a podcast about helping ordinary people be close to an extraordinary God. The goal? To help you experience the life you were designed to live in the good times, tough times, and in the moments that nobody else sees. Happy Wednesday. Hello, Daniel. Hey, and hello, everyone. Good to be back with you again. Hope you've had a great week thus far. Yes, and uh, we're kind of in the busiest week of the year. We have people downstairs working towards Vacation Bible School next week, and uh, it's going going full steam ahead. So, uh, Daniel, what's leaving you encouraged during this season? There's just a lot going on, and kind of leads into what you were getting uh, preached to on Sunday, but... Um, where where are you at uh, spiritually? What's encouraging you in the life of the church? Uh, it it's really encouraging just seeing everyone kind of pitch in and, and work together. You know, seeing the body function. You know, as you get into bigger things like this, you see more parts of the body functioning simultaneously, and that's a really cool thing to see that kind of picture painted of you know First Corinthians twelve and and just the concept of every component being important. And working for the good of the the body as led by the head, which is Jesus Christ. So I think that's encouraging to see. Mm-hmm. It's a bit it's a bit weighty on people, uh, I think. And it you know there's a there's a lot that goes into it. You know that's one of the things that's always amazing. You know when you've when you've ever been behind the scenes on something, you realize that underneath the surface of what's actually happening, there is a whole lot of stuff that takes place to get to the kickoff point. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, there is. And it's crazy. That- it looks just like it's been there as had effort and time put into it. Yeah. And it adds up. It does. And, you know, some of the stuff we've done even, you know, just, I just think like the concert, the Christmas concerts, you know, oh, you, yeah. you show up and you're like, oh, you know, this is nice. But then like frantically underneath the service, it's all <laughs> these other things uh, that it's just really interesting. It's amazing to see how much actually goes in. Yeah. And there's a lot that doesn't you know, doesn't get talked about a lot. Like today, you drop Kaya off. They have uh, every week the the youth um, meet at Truest uh, Coffee House in Hamilton, and they have a, a Bible study. Yeah. And that's just something they do, and it doesn't really get talked about because it doesn't need to. But there's, uh, I feel like with that and even just a bunch of things that we're seeing, uh, thinking with, uh, if, if oh, what's the word? If you think... Uh, you know, negatively about her from a negative perspective. I don't know. I'm forgetting the word, but if you're looking at it, trying to find something wrong, or you're not a Christian looking at the life of the church, it, it, it it's easy to it. Or I imagine it would be easy just look at it and be like, these people just do these things because uh, you know that's what they've always done, or uh, they like doing it because uh, it, it's fun for them, and they just do it out of need. And there's not a lot of life that goes on. But we're seeing a lot of spiritual. Yeah. Uh, growth and life in these things that even when there are conflicts or when there are things that we just do because we do them, we're seeing that people enjoy them because that's where they find their, you know, the, the if they feel close to God or they find a spiritual fulfillment in doing that to yeah. where it's more than just a tie to a group mm-hmm. of people in a church. It's, it's, um, you know, worship of God. Yeah. And, um, uh, just even with VBS and the Bible study, and uh, we have a wedding coming up in a couple weeks, and yeah. there's just a lot of uh, a lot of things we don't get to talk about often. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is cool. And, you know, being at the, you know, dropping Kai at the Bible study, you know, it's a it's a it's a neat thing to be able to study the word out in a public setting and then be so supportive of giving you space and a room to meet in. And, and, you know, teenagers sometimes to get up and be somewhere by nine o'clock is not on their uh, hurry and to do list, but yeah. uh, nonetheless, they uh, they make it out and they look forward. And it's just it's kind of nice. It's just a, a laid back, just time to be together, relaxed in the Word, and just have some coffee. Or uh, Spencer was there this morning with and got mm. chocolate milk, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> so whichever you would like, and a little and something to eat, and they bring it up to you, and uh, this is really nice. And then people around in the community, you don't know what people are seeing and what seeds may be planted yeah. by just the students' willingness to be bold and to, and to study the word together in public you know it's pretty cool right oh it is i i underestimate that so much that even the smallest thing if it's done in faith can lead to far greater than what you ever expected even yesterday i uh, i didn't feel like we weren't super sharp musically there were mistakes technically i I just didn't really feel it, it didn't really feel like a sunday where i was like Oh, the spirit was really there. You yeah. know, was, of course he was, but in the sense of I wasn't really feeling the warm and fuzzies yeah, afterwards yeah. personally. Um, but I just got to have a conversation with somebody this morning about how um, she felt extremely impacted by the sermon and the service and just had these spiritual breakthroughs of sorts that, uh, and she's been here for a long time, far longer than, than me or, or even you, but it's just... Uh, it was humbling to see that it it doesn't rely on us or our uh, making something special out of even something yeah. like a Bible study. You don't have to wow someone sitting next to you um, at True West for them to be impacted by right. the gospel. And that's up to that's up to God. That's right, um, and not up to our effort. So um, with that, I think that might be a good segue into what you preached yesterday. You were talking a lot about out of the Book of John in different places. And a main point that you had was um, we talk a lot about what Jesus did on the cross, and that's a, obviously a huge emphasis of John. But there's also a, a a a part of that where we have to look at what he what he didn't do or what he uh, you know refused to do or chose to do otherwise. So can you flesh that out a little bit? Remind us about the. Um, the, the gist of that message there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and when he says yesterday, he he means actually. Oh wait, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all mixed up. Memorial Day and everything kind of gets our timetable thrown off. But, <laughs> We're not but even recording this. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but I just three uh, days ago, yeah, three right? days, Sunday. But but yeah, so so it was something I think that the Lord just uh, because I I'm somebody that. Oftentimes, if there's an easy route, then that's the route I'm going to take. You know, I'm I'm mm. looking for a, an easy approach, a soft landing. I'm not I'm not really seeking out the the more challenging things if I can help it. Like that's, I think that's just human nature. Sometimes we just want to find uh, the road that looks the smoothest, the path that looks the most clean cut. But about what I just started, as you read about Jesus, you realize, obviously we know and going to the cross that that's not what he did. That's not the path that he took. And, and, and the other thing that really stuck out about that was, is that he, the opportunities that was presented. And I think one of the biggest ones, I think about like the, the, how large and impactful the Roman empire was. 
Mm. You know, it was a world empire that that controlled the known world effectively. And even from their perspective, the proclamation was the verdict was innocent. He is innocent. He is. And as I was reading through it, I was like, man, over and over again. And I just thought, like, if it was us at that moment and Jesus knew the and we knew that that death was on the other side, we would take that innocent verdict and run. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I could just. Yeah. I could just see myself saying, yeah, I mean, of course he's innocent. He's a perfect, the only perfect person ever. But, you know, and, and I saw just, I feel like the Lord just showed several areas where it was like, you've got people that want to fight for you, that are there for you if you want to run, that are given an innocent verdict, that you, you've you got all these opportunities. I mean, on top of it all, you're God and man, so you could do whatever you wanted to do right like i mean you have Mm -hmm. the power to do but but at the same time you're you're living in obedience you're you're drinking the cup that the father gave put before you you are you have a mission to fulfill and i just saw this incredible example of a savior that did not take the easy path like I would have done, but took the path that was most resistant, right? The the mm-hmm. hard path. And he did it all with, you know, obviously his love for God and love for us in his mind. I think he did it all understanding the mission that God had set before him. And even though, and, and really when you read John, uh, John 18, we were kind of in different places, John 18 and 19, you realize that, man, Pilate was innocent in it like this wasn't just a one-time thing like he comes out goes back in comes out goes back like this is constant like i'm trying to figure out why these jews are so mad at him you know why they want him dead and he just i just read through it and as you read through it you're like innocent and, and i've got verses i've got them just you know in john 18 38 and john 19 4 and 19 6 and 19 as you read 10 through 12 and you see over and over that that there's innocent innocent and innocent and and yet jesus just you know he hung with it like he he knew that we needed him he knew that that was his mission that's why god sent him and he just it it makes him so much greater over and over again i think as you read and you under and you see that you know because he doesn't do what i would have done like he Mm -hmm. doesn't run he goes he's found in the garden he knew he would be found in the garden you know, he's got his disciples wanting to fight for him. He says, no, I've got to, I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. my mission. He's got the government of the day, the, one of the strongest, arguably the strongest world empires that the world has known. And, and yet they say innocent and he hangs right there. You know, I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I saw such a picture of uh, an incredible savior that we serve that, and such a love for us. I mean, and I, I know sometimes we're like, you know, the world will beat us up and beat us down and make us feel like we are not appreciated, not cared for, not respect, whatever the case may be. But you see Jesus and it's like, man, you are loved more than what you even can imagine by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Like mm. for him to stay and remain, man, that's a love that that I can't really even wrap my mind around truly. And, and that really jumped out of the pages, I think. It does. It does. And I, I was thinking about it later after, you know, Monday and today. And um, it just struck me. I think there's a big sense where, where uh, bad circumstances creep in through yeah. our lives. So the situation's not favorable like it once may have been and my immediate instinct is either to run or to make it right or to make it feel good again yeah and we don't see that 
with Christ. I think it might even be a, a sinful impulse to 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 do that, like to see something and immediately be like, say, I, I can't think of any examples, but um, even like at, at work, if something you're, you're in a disagreement with someone, my immediate instinct is, okay, let's look for another job. Let's do, uh, you know, uh, talk to somebody else and gossip about it. Yeah. Do this, this, or that. And never, we, we see with Christ, he never acts impulsively. Yeah. It's always, uh, you know, measured, calculated, and in spite of things like an innocent verdict, he doesn't take that as a sign from the Father. He knows what his his duty is. Yeah. And his his job, more for bet uh, that's not probably the right word, but what God's calling him to do, the Father in that instance, he knows that, and he's not faltered by that. Yeah, and that's convicting because we're so easily, I know I am, so easily shaken by circumstance or a culture or people's reactions, whatever it may be, and we don't see that with Christ. Yeah, and, and yeah, and we and we really started in in John twelve. You know, it's a in verse number twenty five. He Jesus says, "He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life for this world shall keep it unto life eternal." But um, in the same thread, I think you know a lot of times we try to to, to hold on to the things that we deem good in this life, and we want to uh, mm. we want to kind of gather those things around as our safe right. zone you know yeah. and 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 jesus says and and multiple times it's recorded him saying this mm-hmm. and it's actually you know you giving your life to him you're giving your life away where you truly find life not gathering around all that you and i deem good and can gather around for our benefit and our sake in this world that really truly brings us the life that we're looking for and i think we i think jesus lives that and that's another incredible thing about him is he doesn't just say it he lives it so he says Mm -hmm. look I am not living for this life here. I'm living for my mission for eternity. Like I'm living for a bigger plan, a bigger purpose than just the physical life here. Because obviously if he was just living for life here, then he would have never did what he did. Probably not because that's not much Mm -hmm. of a, what we would identify as much of a life in our perspective, you know, from our perspective, you know, he didn't, he didn't even, I've lived longer on this earth than he lived like already. Right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, so I just, everything about it, you know, glory to God that he just, on Memorial Day, you know, as we was looking at Memorial Day celebrations and this this concept of remembering, I can't remember enough just what has been done in our Savior, through our Savior in our lives. And so I appreciate the Father's faithfulness to help me always keep that in front of me. And when the going gets tough, Jesus stayed with it because the love remained. And I think it challenges us when the going gets tough because I'm the same way that you are. I'm like, yeah. uh, let me find, let me go somewhere else. I mean, uh-huh. it's sad to say, but it's even with a job, you know, you're like, oh man, this is going to really stink. Let me just put some feelers out in these other. <laughs> right, know? right. And yeah. it's like, I don't know that that's really what God would want, but I know it seems more comfortable in the moment. So uh, sure. just an incredible savior, but I'm the same way you are. It, it's so easy to be, but I think it does bring a lot of, Clarity again, like we've been coming at multiple angles the last couple of weeks, but the importance of our uh, inner health, like the health of our inward being, because I think for outwards, outward problems, we look immediately for those outward solutions, yeah. and I immediately discount the um, importance of the 
character peace or the satisfaction in Christ. And yeah. I think we see that too with just even my tendency or people's tendency to want to, uh, even in the script, I forget which epistle it was, but uh, to move on, quote unquote, from the gospel to get to deeper things, quote unquote, yeah. and to leave uh, the, <laughs> you know, the what is perceived as the the light childhood, you, you know, the, the 101 of yeah, Christianity. Yeah. We want to go to 201, 301 and deeper, and in that discounting the importance of the gospel. I was actually listening to a, a video of uh, John Piper. It was uh, if he would give advice to himself in his 20s, what would he give? And I yeah. was expecting like things like he would, uh, you know, teach more or prepare himself for... Uh, his role as a pastor later on, things like that. But what he said was, you know, things like uh, grow deeper in the word, like be, it just tie yourself as closely as possible yeah. to the Bible, uh, pray. And it, it wasn't doing things or preparing yourself professionally in any way as much as being the right person in Christ. Yeah. And that can't be discounted. And there is a, a aspect to faith in Christ in this life that we know if our home is with him in eternity, that he's going to guide us there. But in that, he's going to bring us on the right path in this life. So yeah. we see that with Christ, he, uh, you know, gave up what would have been considered as great opportunities, you yeah. know, went away from the masses, uh, said, don't tell anyone about me. Um, you know, uh, denied an innocent, innocent verdict, essentially. Yeah. Um, all for the sake of, that bigger plan and that yeah. bigger purpose. And that's a lot of self-sacrifice in yeah. that because you have to, to be that Christ follower, say no to things that would otherwise be better yeah. for you. And that might, but that might not be the case for what's best for you in Christ in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the deceptive nature of the enemy can really make that confusing because mm-hmm. what 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 appears better may not be really better at all and mm-hmm. you know but but from our perspective and our limited knowledge which oftentimes we we trust too much in myself I trust too much in yeah. what I see and what um we we find ourselves going down wrong paths because we don't put it fully in the arms of the father who knows really the best. And, 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 you know, a lot of times, just like you mentioned with Jesus, a lot of times there are things that we would do very different, even in his ministry. Like I think of the rich young ruler, when you were saying those things, Mm -hmm. like the rich young ruler is probably a guy that a lot of people, you know, we would pounce on. We're like, Hey, he's influential. He's got finances. He's got like, yeah, we want him as a part of the, of the church, you know, but, but that's not Jesus was, Loving and truthful with him, just to say he same as he was loving and truthful with Zacchaeus and the woman at the well and the woman. I mean, he was loving and truthful, and that was just the way he was. And mm-hmm. and, and what a standard, what an example to set for us. And uh, and so it really challenges everything so much. If you really get down in the weeds a little bit, it challenges everything about what we do, what I do. Oftentimes, like why do I look this way? Why is it? Um, are we really in line with Christ? And I think that's really really the challenge it does yeah so today we hope that you will even just take a moment to pause i know it's hard or you know we feel like we might not even need to sometimes but to say god where might you have me today from the levels of spiritually and in the moment with him and that ultimately ties to where you'll go in terms of 
you know, professionally, yeah. uh, personally, relationship wise, all of those get the airtime. Like yeah. who should I date as a teenager or where, who, when should I get married? Where should I go to college? I know I have a sis, had a sister that just graduated high school yeah. and we spend so much time focusing on those things that I know I often, it's easy to neglect the stuff that matters more. Yeah. And that's what Christ mattered or, you know, put ultimately at the front of his health, if you will, yeah. personally. It was always based in that. Yeah. And you can trust, you can trust that God will lead you in those right things if if we do just take the time to to submit and and just to listen to him. And, and you know, we're not going to be he's not going to leave us or cause us to go astray. He's not going to do anything like that. We just have to be willing to truly seek him and and follow him and i think evaluation is good you know where where are we are we where we need to be are we selling short anywhere or are we truly listening do we really know i mean are we um and all those things just to to to, to prevent us from becoming rutted and complacent it's good to uh spiritually to just be in him in his presence and and just allow his spirit to work and to show and reveal um, where we're truly at and where we need to go. That's right. That's yeah. right. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today, um, and we hope you're encouraged. Uh, please email us. We always in- encourage that, and we want you to be a part of the conversation. Our emails are in the show notes. And uh, we hope you'll join us this Friday. We're having our first interview uh, with pastor and author Daryl Dash out of Toronto, Canada. And... Uh, we're so looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining in. Uh, just keep keep your eyes on Jesus. And just remember, remember, you are greatly loved. Um, and all you got to do to realize that is to look at the Savior and look at what he was willing to do. Uh, what an awesome Savior he is and how much he loves us. What an awesome thing. He's a great God. Yeah. All right. Thank right. you so much. We'll see you Friday.